police in the morning. The city that never sleeps may shut its eyes for good when a deadly infection turns its residents to savage creatures. There's only one hope for a small few, including six recently evicted tenants who must protect their crumbling apartment complex as the city around them is thrown into chaos. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here are B-Movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. And I just gotta say, Corey, as somebody from New York, your accent was amazing. <laughs> Spot on. It's much, much better than your New York accent. <laughs> Does, accent. Doesn't exist anymore. So, welcome back to uh, the third and this year final week of, uh, of March for us with murderous, abominable rodents consume humanity. Movies... With rats. Brilliant. Because, you know, fuck it. You heard about Mulberry Street from the back of the box. That's the movie we're doing. It's from 2006. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. Maybe it's from 2007, because it's from the 2007 After Dark Horror Fest, but fuck it, something said it's from 2006. Paul, where are we starting? The bottom or the top? Let's start at the bottom first. Build uh, our way up. Alright, what did you think was bad here? Alright, so, number three... The practical effects at the beginning of the movie were not great at all. Like, they, they have a fucking, like, rat that just looks fucking terrible. Looks like a fucking, like... Dollar store rat. Yeah, it looks like a, a, like a fucking duster with, like, fucking a tail. It's Some jello thrown on it. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Like, it gets better later on, but, like, in the beginning, it's just, it's just fucking awful. They were saving the budget, Paul. <laughs> Apparently so. Saving a lot. Number two... The movie was kind of slow, like, it was a really slow build-up for, like, the first 37, 40 minutes or so, like, before things really kick off, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, took a little while for everything to really, really, um, come together. And number one, the ending was just fucking weird and confusing, like, I don't know, the military or, like, some, like, I don't know, like, in some, like, uh, fucking rat exterminators come into the building and I don't know they they fucking like shoot the one girl with the with um a syringe yeah, a, syri- a fucking syringe of like fucking tranquilizer and they take the one kid away and like what the fuck happened like did they did she and she's like it's hanging over the building like what the is she dead is she alive like she drops like this thing onto her dead a spoiler her dead dad and um dead Gay oh yeah, guy. of course. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Like, um, I'm like, okay, so is she dead? Like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, and I was also kind of bummed out that, like, all the best characters had died. Like, literally in that scene, like, the last few scenes, like, the, the awesome old guys, the, like, main character, the, like, um, the, the, um, the main gay, character's yeah. best friend, person, Coco. Gay dude who just wears like a blue a green robe the whole time and he's still like killing zombies and shit. Like they were all just amazing characters. And they all fucking die except for Otto and daughter person. So for me, uh, I agree with Paul, but number three for me is uh it takes about thirty-seven minutes for the zombie aspect, rat zombie thing of this movie to really take off. And really, I mean, rule of thumb is by 30 minutes in, you want the shit to really start happening. 
um, in a movie that's 90 minutes. And this movie doesn't even hit the 90-minute mark, so it takes a little longer. It's like 86 minutes, which yeah. like you never see movies that anymore. It takes a little longer than I thought it should to, uh, to get to that point. And really, it's just kind of like a mundane, like things are happening kind of day. Yeah, like, it's not bad. Like, you kind of, you get to meet the characters and everything. It just took a bit longer, and I felt like we got a better idea of who they were when shit was actually going on. Um, number two. Clutching his obsession with saving Kay, the woman from the apartment upstairs. Like, the everybody else in the apartment up building up the is stair- safe. Your daughter's stair- supposed to be coming home from the military, but you're like, no. I'm gonna run a couple blocks down the street to save this woman so I can try and get some pussy tonight because the world's about to end. And guess what? Spoiler alert. She fucking dies and it's his fault. Serves him right. Fucking clutches. When fucking sim- obsession. When simping goes wrong. <laughs> Number one. I totally agree with Paul. The ending of this film feels so unfinished. What happened to Casey? She got shot in the tit with a hypodermic needle because that's not how tranquilizer guns work. Was she tranquilized? Did they poison her? Is she dead? Alive? Paralyzed? They take Otto away, the worst character of the fucking movie. It's just, it's just like really annoying. And in the credits, you think something's gonna happen because the credits aren't just like rolling credits. There's actually like a camera shot of like some buildings and, and shit, but no, no, doesn't reveal anything doesn't finish anything it was a great ride getting there but fucking ending man oh yeah those scenes before that were yeah, absolutely absolutely phenomenal like um just so much going on like you can see all all the characters like throughout the movie acting heroically just being badass as all hell and then that happens well let's talk about the good of this movie what were your favorite parts so number three, the practical effects definitely got better as the movie progressed. Like, the rats, the rat people, and the gore really started looking good after the, about the halfway point. So I had no complaints on that. Number one, I liked what all What about the, your number two? Oh, number two, yeah. So I can't count tonight. Like, number two. I liked all the characters in this movie. They were all, they all seemed like real people. And all their idiosyncrasies came off as natural instead of forced you don't really learn a whole lot about them, which actually worked as ma- worked in making them seem realistic. Like, they're all just pe- like people living in this building, but they seem to care about each other to some extent. Like, they have realistic, like, um, relationships, and, yeah, overall, just a good cast of characters, and um, it really made seeing what happened to a lot of them, like, harder to watch, because I didn't want... I wanted most... I wanted them all to survive, but, um... And then seeing what some of the old guys do, like, the, um... They're talking about how they were veterans of, I think, World War II or something like that. The way they go out was very heroic and awesome, and it was, like, that was really nice. I liked seeing these, like, awesome dudes just, like, go out in a blaze of glory, not just as, like, helpless old guys. And number one, after the 37, 40-minute point in this movie, it's just nonstop action and gore and the characters are running around like trying to like stop shit from happening. You really get to see who they are in like these situations. You see how much they, despite like not being, knowing each other all that well, like how much they really do care about each other, just kind of being in similar situations and like having similar uh, stories. It's, um, it gets like after that point, like not that the first 37 to 40 minutes are bad, but after that point, this movie just becomes amazing. It's um, really well worth the watch. 
So for me, number three, the duo of Clutch and Coco, the main character and his, you know, seemingly from Pixar's transvestite best friend, they really do seem to have the best chemistry of two characters in the movie with their interactions, and um, they do get the most screen time as a duo compared to other characters, but, like, their interactions are great, and they just kind of have, like, a great story arc that you piece together from the background, from the photos, and from, you know, Co- uh, from Clutch's daughter coming home and how they talk about that. It seems like they're, you know, like, like Paul said, this real family unit, but, you know, they're, they're neighbors. They just seem so real, though. Yeah, what was nice was at the very end, like, even though I thought the ending could have been a little better, then you see, like, the two guys, like, lying dead, because, like, they, they went out, like, um, they, well, they jumped off the building and everything, because they were both infected, but, um, he, the daughter, like, drops the, the one guy's, uh, robe and everything, kind of covers them, it's like, yeah, they, they were good buddies, they went out, they went out together, and I, I really like both characters. Number two. Once the movie rolls into zombie mode, like like Paul said, that 37, 40-minute mark, it gets really good. I mean, the pacing really ramps up. Things start happening. The action is great. The special effects. Like, even, you know, the actions that the characters take and, you know, how they maneuver around this rat-zombie situation is all pretty cool and interesting. Number one, even though they don't have the best chemistry, in my opinion... Frank and Charlie are the best two single characters in the movie. You know, they're war buddies, they've lived together for over 50 years, and as Paul alluded to, they fight to the bitter end against the fucking rat zombies. Heck yeah. Hammer, oxygen tank, lighter, you can probably guess what they do, but they go out with a bang. And you know what? Good for them. God bless. That is one thing I like seeing in movies where, like, you have these elderly characters that go out in, like, a blaze of glory. Like, they're not just waiting around, they're not just gonna, like, wait around to shrivel up. They're, they're taking action in their own hands and just, like, you know, fighting whatever's there. It's, it's cool. It's respectful of the elderly, which it's, you don't always see. That's what I love at the end of, um, Chillerama, where the, uh, the guy who runs the drive-in is fighting all the zombies and they start to overtake him. He just pulls out a grenade, he's like, Rosebud, and he, he explodes with, like, a whole pile of zombies. He's like, I ain't going down without a fight. Definitely. Any movie that really shows respect for, like, the elderly, especially, like, veterans of um, World War II and other wars, it's, that, that's always a plus for me. One of the things we really didn't mention too much is the dialogue, but guess what? We have a good old-fashioned quote war, quote war. lined up for this week. So... I'll get you started with this week. Uh, you tell us who had the better quotes, and, you know, I'll start us with, I got ten of my own teeth. You getting kinky on me? You smell like beer and cigarettes. You wearing something musky? I'll bet it's been Laden, that rat bastard. He turned into a fucking rat. A rat. A big fucking rat. That ends this episode edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give this movie our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 2 out of 10. I also gave it a 2 out of 10. So this movie shows why everyone needs to own a gun. Rat zombies. Fucking rat zombies. In a place where rats outnumber people, New York is the perfect setting 
for this movie. And in all the ways that it could have gone wrong, they amazingly didn't. Likeable characters who are built on simple backstories and a few actions, cool monsters, a good mix of humor and suspense. It's nice to see a film from the modern era that relies on suspense and circumstance more than nudity and gore. There's a reason I got rid of most of my After Dark Horror Fest movies, but kept this one. I mean, after all, it's the strangest adaptation of a Dr. Seuss book I've ever seen, and I'd watch it over and over. Mulberry Street is a lesser-known quote-unquote zombie movie about rabid rat people in New York, based on true events. The low-budget practical effects vary between hilariously bad and amazing. The characters are straightforward, realistic, and likable, and the limited setting utilizes is utilized appropriately, adding a sense of claustrophobia to the gore-filled action and terror waiting around every corner. It took a little longer than I would have liked for all the action and bloodshed to really kick into full gear, but once it did, it just it totally made up for the slow start. This is one move. This is one movie that is definitely worth spending eighty-six minutes with. So when you say based on true events, <laughs> is that from your own personal like experiences? I've exp- I've seen some shit, man. Because I don't seen some I don't shit. remember that in the movie, but I know you spent you know your youth in New York. There's a reason why I don't like rats very much, like. <laughs> Big and scary, and they'll bite your face off, man. Like, you, you don't want to mess with that. I saw one eating a, a whole, like, fucking giant pizza and everything. And, like, are rats sh- shouldn't be able to do that. Are you like, sure it wasn't Splinter training the Ninja Turtles? I wish it had been, because then I'd be like, alright, there's there they are, you know, protecting the city. No, it's just this big fucking angry monstrosity. <laughs> the fucking red glowing eyes and, like, you know, blood gushing from its mouth. At least that's how I remember when I was, like, six. But, like, yeah, it's like they're not to be trifled with. Like, I you just can't trust them. So, this movie just further proves that. This month has proved that rats are the enemy of man. So whether it's the rats themselves or the movie, we've got ways to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drinking games for this movie, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Clutch goes to someone else's apartment, take a drink. Number two. Every time someone is smoking, take a drink. Number three, whenever Otto takes a photo, take a drink. Number four, anytime you see Casey trying to get home, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's murderous, abominable rodents, consume humanity month. Every time a rodent bites somebody, take a drink. Really impressed that you can just, like, recite the whole thing, like, from memory. Because, like, I haven't, like, we've been doing this for, what, like, five years, and I've never been able to do that. I feel like, yeah, it's something. It's it's acronym month. So every time you see a rat through a green filter, take a drink. Every time Klutz punches someone, something, take a drink. Every time one of the old guys mentions being in a war, take a drink. And every time someone is pulled through a window, take a drink. And those are your ways, too. Drink away this flick. If you have any other thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie-related, leave us a comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us, bmoviebrosgmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com, that's bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, and my personal Twitter at bmoviepulp. You can check out all the kind of including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are right below. Well, we've come to the end of week three, which is, for this month, the end of March this year for us. And uh, we've watched three movies, so let's rank them. In the number three spot, Killer Rats, because there were rats that were killers and psychic powers or some bullshit. Number two, Rats, Knights of Terror. 
because, you know, bikers can't stand up when rats bite them on the floor. And number one, Mulberry Street, a fairly (laughs) unique rat horror film that puts more the human into the rat or rat into the human or, you know, whatever. It was great. Is it a man or a rat? It's Rat Man. Yeah, number three was Killer Rats. Um, I'd actually forgotten a lot about it. It wasn't that memorable, and yeah, it wasn't that entertaining either. Number two, Rats Night of Terror. I mean, it's like an 80s Italian horror film that, like, is about rats. I mean, there were, and it's like, there were rats, there were tits, there was, yeah. you know, like Italy Ma- from the 80s. Mad Max world. It was weird, but, you know entertaining. Well, they did have the crazy rat people at the end. That's true. For, like, the last, like, second of the movie. My number one was Mulberry Street, which is generally a good movie, a good horror film, and, yeah, I'd watch it again. It was, um, yeah, genuinely a good film. Well, we've come to the end of March, which means next month is April, and, of course, here at the Movie Bros, that means one thing, and that's spring cleaning. Oh, man. So, so we're gonna dive through the pile and see what kind of shit we haven't watched that... We just kind of want to watch and share with you, but we've also got another announcement coming, so, you know, check out when you see special announcement what's happening, because a few changes are coming, you know, for, for the best, I think, uh, and uh, we'll be back to everything next week, so until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Yeah, we- <laughs> 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 <laughs>